Welcome to the Dream Living Podcast, the podcast for those who want to achieve phenomenal results in their life, career, and business. Now, here is your host, Angela Spears. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dream Living Podcast. This is Angela Spears, your host and Dream Living Coach. And I'm always excited to bring a new episode and what to welcome back my special guest, Terry Thomas, HR professional and life coach. Hey, Terry, how's it going? I'm good, Angela. How are you doing? I'm fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So again, for those of you who uh, have been joining, you know that we have primarily been focused on career. We do occasionally cover life and business because, again, that's the mission of Dream Living is to help you to achieve phenomenal results in your life, career, and business. But we have Terry on because she has a lot of experience in career, having been in HR for so many years, especially as it relates to interviewing people, <laughs> you know, thinking about candidates for jobs and things like that. So our topic for today is nailing the interview, nailing the interview. And I've been working with a lot of um, coaches, if you will, or clients who are job searching and interviewing right now. And so I think this episode will particularly be helpful for those who are uh, searching for a job. So let's just jump right in. Um, Terry, before I actually ask a question, I just wanted to know your thoughts about the interviewing process and what are some do's and don'ts that, that you found over the years as, as you've interviewed candidates for jobs? So, you know, I'll come from the perspective of I'm the interviewer. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I'm looking for in a job interview, I, first of all, I need the interviewer to be, pre- I, I need the person I'm talking to that I'm interviewing. I need them to be prepared. Um, if it's an in-person interview, you should have your resume with you. Even if I have a copy, You should still have extra copies with you just in case. That just shows that you're prepared. I expect that you've researched the company that you are interviewing with and researched our company. I expect you to ask me questions um, at the end of the interview. I'll always ask, do you have any questions for me? And if you say, no, I don't have any questions, that's that's not a good sign. That's not a good look. (laughs) Always be prepared (laughs) with some questions to ask um, the interviewer. And then, you know, be prepared for those common interview questions. And then I always say, you know, just for the interviewer, um, dress the part. Don't come in, you know, just dress the part. Dress business professional or, you know, if you're not sure how to dress, ask the person who's setting up the interview. How should I dress for this interview? Is it business casual? Is it okay if I come business casual, if I come in a suit? Um, I've actually been in the interview process where I actually work for another company. And I, I asked the interview that the person I was interviewing with, I said, is it okay if I come business casual because that's what's at my company and, you know, I don't want to cause me waves. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. So mm-hmm. if you get it approved ahead of time, that's fine. But if not, just assume you need to be uh, business. So yeah. those are just a few tips. I mean, we can go into more. Yeah, about yeah. Well, one thing that comes to mind about what you said has to do with dress, dress code. And mm-hmm. I've been working with a lot of people who are interviewing via video or virtually or via Zoom. And mm-hmm. I get the question, well, how should I dress? How? And so I'd love to hear your perspective 
in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of where we typically would go in person for an interview and many are not these days, mm-hmm. what would be your advice about dress and, and, and anything else that you, you discussed as it relates to uh, the current environment that we're in? Yeah, so for virtual interviews, which most people are doing right now, I would still say you need to dress for success. Of course, they're only going to see you from your head, probably down to your, you know, top part. So you could wear sweatpants or shorts under the on the bottom. <laughs> so we won't see that. I don't care. You can do that if you want to. Um, but from head to whatever I can see on the screen, that needs to be business professional, right? Yeah. And then um, you want to like think about your background um, because people are going to be looking at that too. And like personally, for me, I have mainly uh, just a, a white background. It's just it's very kind of plain. So that's fine if you if you want to do that, but don't have like posters or anything like that in the background with, you know, I don't know, um, Def Leppard or whatever <laughs> in the background. <laughs> you know, that's not a good background. Just make it business professional for whatever they see. Um, and the only other thing I would say if you're doing a virtual interview is to test your equipment before the interview. I mean, I know sometimes technical difficulties happen, but you want to make sure be as prepared as possible that all of your, all of your technical equipment is going to work. And let's say you're like, you know, the Wi-Fi is horrible in my house. It's bad. You know, do you need to find another location to, to have that interview at, to do that virtual interview? Maybe it's, you know, you can go to the library and get a spot in the library where, you know, you can get your own room and, and do it in there if you have to. So just make sure you've got all the technical to the best of your ability, all the technical um, aspects of that interview worked out on your end. Now, if something happens right. on their end, that's another story, but you make sure you're prepared. Right. Right. No, that's good advice. I was, I was thinking, of, I was thinking about the background too, as I was asking you that question, because you don't, the main thing is you don't want anything to be a distraction. And um, we talked about brand before uh, in a previous episode as well. And so you want your background and how you present yourself on video um, or virtually to represent who you are, your brand, you know, and so mm-hmm. that's, it's get clear on your brand. And first of all, and if you want to come across as professional and knowledgeable and um, the right person for the job, you want everything that you share um, it, regardless to, to reflect that for sure. I know for me, I'm the, you know, dream living is my business. Dream living coach is um, how I brand myself in my business. And I actually have in the background um, a, a picture that reflects dream. And it's, um, it's interesting because it's like when people see it, it's just like, huh, it might be something like, what does dream mean? <laughs> and it, it's an opportunity for me to talk about that. But that's from a business perspective, you know, from uh, if you're looking for a job perspective, just make sure it's just simple and clean and not a distraction. You don't want people to be more focused on your background than they are on you. And I have to admit, like in the days in these past almost year where I've been personally working from home, I'm very mindful of what my background is. And I've changed it a lot over, over time. And one time I had a, a picture that would ask where people would ask a lot of questions. Is that a picture of <laughs> X in your background? It's like, yep. <laughs> and it's because that's, people are looking, people are looking <laughs> at your background because people are probably naturally nosy. They're just looking yeah. like, huh, what is that <laughs> in the background? Yeah. So the main thing I think 
the safest thing to do, keep it pretty simple and bland. So it's not a distraction because again, you want people to be focused on you and your uh, candidacy for the job as opposed to what your background looks like. And that's just human nature, right? I mean, do you find yourself looking at people's backgrounds when you're on video? Absolutely. You can't help but to, you know, Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and we've had, you know, well, not on the interview calls, but you know, when you're on a Zoom call with your people and you get, everybody's got their camera on and you've seen mm-hmm. the cats walk through and the dogs walk through and all that stuff. Yeah, that can be distracting. So if you do have animals, <laughs> just FYI, if you're on an interview, you know, keep your animals out in another room. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I've even heard people just with work say, that cat is always walking back and forth. (laughs) You don't know. Not everybody likes pets and things like that. So for the purposes of the interview, which is our focus uh, topic today, I would keep that to a minimum because you never know what the interviewer might think of any of that. Work is a different situation. Right. And then, um, I will ask you this, Angel, what do you think about virtual backgrounds? I was just thinking about what we think the interview process, you know, because virtuals. So, I mean, you could do that if, if, if it makes sense. So some of those virtual backgrounds look kind of weird though, because they, um, you know, if you like move your hand forward, you can't see it or it disappears Mm -hmm. or your face disappears. If you move back, if you don't have a green screen, but just something to think about that could be an option if you have the right setup. I agree. And, um, I would just choose something that's pretty simple and bland, Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've seen some that have like, like you're in an office with a white background. Um, right. I don't think that's inappropriate at all. If you don't have a background that you feel like you're comfortable with, I think that's something you can go with, but don't do like a beach background or right. a big, bright, happy birthday. Right. <laughs> you know, back, don't do that. <laughs> Just keep it very simple and bland. Cause again, you want the focus to be on you and not your background. You don't want like, Oh my God, where did you find that background? And again, right. it's okay if it's, if it's simple, but then you don't want to spend half your interview talking about what your background is. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, uh, one of the things you mentioned was, um, be prepared to ask answer as the interviewee, be prepared to answer the typical questions, right? Mm. You mentioned that um, when you answered my first question. And so one question that I'm often asked when I've been interviewed is tell me about yourself. So I think that's a pretty common question. Would you agree? Yes, it is a very common question. It's the first question was asked, actually. Yeah. How would you recommend our listeners approach a question like that? So I'm going to tell you first, I don't want to know your whole life story. Okay. <laughs> I've had no, no joke. I've first of all, I love how just to the point, like, I don't need to know. <laughs> I need you to do like, yeah, tell, tell them, tell the people, Terry, tell them. I need to know your whole life story. I mean, it might be nice. And I've had interviewers do this too. So number one, don't tell me your whole life story. What I'm really looking for is your work background, right? And what I really want to know is just how you progress through your career journey. And it doesn't need to be a 15 minute dissertation either. Mm-hmm. So you need to keep it concise. You need to say, you know what I, you know, you can start, I graduated from college in, you know, from like for me, I graduated from Ohio state. I started my career, you know, in retail as, as a recruiter. And then I moved into this role and this role. And then, you know, I've progressed my way here, here, here. And, you know, in my last job, I was, you know, an HR manager for this company. And, um, and these are some of the things I've done. And these are some of the things I've learned. I needed to be concise. Yeah. I, I don't need yeah, that's, that's one thing I can't stand. I, I always get scared when I ask that question, to be honest with you, because I don't know if I'm going to be <laughs> 
list. Sometimes people are great and they give me a great summary. I want the executive summary. Right. I want, want, I just want the high notes, like major jobs, you know, major positions that you really enjoyed, um, how you move through your, how you move through your journey to where you are now. Right. I want your life. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> That's so funny. I think I think it really requires you to practice it too, because oh. what, what I always say is, again, going back to what are the what are your brand statements? What are those three words that capture who you are and what you do? Let's yep. start there, and then yep. make sure that when you answer that question, you interweave that into your answer. And mm-hmm. I love how you approach that. And so, like first of all, like for me. Um, a couple of my brand statements um, when it comes to my corporate uh, role or my corporate hat are that I'm a professional in leadership development, le- leadership learning and development, talent management and organizational development. So I, those are my specialties. OK, so that's a part of my brand. And mm-hmm. then I might I would say uh, I started my career, like you said, Mm-hmm. in banking. And then I realized that I was really passionate about learning and development. And mm-hmm. then I talk about my roles in learning and development and, and just key highlights there. Then I transition into talent management. And then I mm-hmm. talk about that and, and I interweave my kind of my work history. And then yep. you can always interweave things like what you're passionate about that tells something right. about you so that it creates that interest in you. Like you might say, I'm truly passionate about helping people uh, to develop new skills so that they can advance in their career. I'm just totally Mm -hmm. making that up. But Mm -hmm. that is just a a simple statement that gives them a high level, high point summary of you and who you are and make sure to incorporate your brand statements. And I know when I work with clients, we practice it. Uh, It's like if some, if I have somebody getting ready for an interview, it's so funny. I'll say, so what would you say when they ask the question, tell me about yourself? And this might be something I've just worked with the person on really identifying their brand. And you'd be Mm -hmm. surprised at, (laughs) you'd be surprised at how some people respond. They're like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I would say. And that's the reason why I create that space so that we can practice it because you should, you should so that you're prepared for the interview. And I think that's probably, that's, again, you only have one, one time to make a first impression. So that first question, which most people ask, you want to make sure you nail it. Exactly. And I would, I would, I would just reiterate the practice part. Like you said, you have to practice that because if you were to do that off the cuff and somebody asked you to tell me about yourself, you're going to go back. Cause that's what you naturally know. Hey, I, I grew up here and, and I did this. <laughs> I went to high school because you're not think you, cause you haven't practiced it. Right. Yeah. So if you're asking that question off the cuff. You have a tendency to just, you know, just blah, just regurgitate, you know, your ramble and ramble. And you don't want to do that. You like want to make it consistent and concise. So if you practice it, like Angela was talking about, really be able to pull out, you know, your brand items, the things you really want to highlight and emphasize, that'll be good. And guaranteed, they're going to ask that question. Don't you just, just prepare for it. They're going to ask. They're going to ask. Right. Yeah. And I I love really helping people to prepare, especially once they do their interview and they really nail it and they get the job. It's, Mm -hmm. It's exciting. And so again, if you're somebody looking for a job, you know, 
talk to your girl, talk to me. I can help you. I can help you really get yeah. prepared, get clear on your brand, make sure your resume is on point and make sure you're prepared for your interview. So you get the job. So I've also come across people who say, I really get nervous during the interview. What do I do to calm my nerves? I, I just, I don't know what it is. I just get so nervous. What, mm-hmm. what would you, how would you respond to that question? So I'm going to say the same thing we've been saying all day. Uh, I got two things. Number one, you have to practice. You do need to practice interviews, especially if you get nervous and you know you get nervous. Mm-hmm. You need to do mock interviews with some of your friends or anybody who do with them. You know, have them, have them start firing questions at you um, so you can practice just answering questions. Number two, because I got nervous at interviews, too. This is this is me all day long. I know I'm an HR. I should be over this, but I'm not. Um you know, when you, when you sit down to prepare for an, you got to prepare for the interview, first of all. And when you sit down to prepare for the interview, you're like, well, what do I prepare? What do I do? And this was my problem. I had so many things running around in my head. So when the interviewer asked me the question, I would freeze up because I didn't know what to, example to give. Mm. So the best advice I got from one of my leaders, um, when I told them about this, they said, Terry, just think about three big things that you've accomplished, three big projects or whatever. And you write out every detail about those projects where I write, because that helps me, or you just, you know, whatever it is that you do to make sure you got those three solid examples, you know, just ingrained in you. So when she said, I guarantee when you interview and you have those three good examples, you'll be able to pull from one of them to answer almost any question. And when I say those good example, you want to, I, we use the star method a lot, which is situation, task, action, and result. So you think about the situation you know, what was the project or what did you do? Um, the task, you know, wh- again, what were your action item, situation, task, action, and results. And then what was the result? So you think about that whole scenario and you think about it that way. And usually if you can do that and just have three, so you don't overwhelm yourself with like, you know, eight because you do a lot, you know, mm-hmm. you think about it, you do a lot and you try to bring down the interview, just think of those three good scenarios that you can use as your anchors. And if you at least have those three, that's going to, help you just kind of center yourself. And then you'll be able to think more clearly because you're, you always know you got those three in your back pocket. Then if you happen to think of something else that, you know, coincides with that or whatever, that's just gravy on top of it. Right. Mm -hmm. If you have those three good examples that you just have ingrained that you'll use over and over again, that will help you during the interview process. Um, And another tip when you're nervous, just one more tip. And this is something to do with confidence because a lot of people talk about um, being confident in their interview um, and this is something I heard on a TED talk. It's like if before you don't go to an interview, usually you're always sitting down. It said it makes sense to like if you go to the bathroom or something before your interview. And if you can kind of stand there and like we call it doing the Wonder Woman pose, it actually helps your confidence because it kind of opens up your body. Because think about it, when you sit before an interview, you're sitting in a chair. Usually you're all closed up. Right. Mm-hmm. And they said your confidence comes when you open yourself up and you, you know, like uncross your legs and put your hands on your hips like. It's like that power stance, right? Mm -hmm. When you do those power stances, it actually, it does something in your brain chemically in your mind to help you get in a more confident type of situation or pose or whatever, just in a different mindset. And they said, believe it or not, it helps. Um, One of my, one of my other bosses says, you know, like she's like before a meeting or a big meeting or something, she'll go into the bathroom and she said, she'll be in the stall doing power poses her Wonder Mm -hmm. Woman pose or like a victory pose. Cause she said, it just, it just, it seems silly. She said, but it really does help with confidence and help her to, to be a better presenter. So 
if you have the opportunity, like if you're getting ready for an interview and you're, you go in, he's like, can I go to the bathroom real quick? That's not a bad question. You can do that. You know, do a power pose for, for 30 seconds and, mm-hmm. and, and get your, it'll, it'll actually just help get your confidence level up. So love that. Love that. Yeah. It's like uh, that aligns. That makes me think about visualizing your success. So the practicing number one, and then before your interview, really visualize you knocking it out of the park, visualize you sitting in front of them, just killing it. You know, Um, I think that that does help all all good advice. I don't have anything to add to that. Just be prepared and, and uh, visualize your success is how I would sum that up. Um, the other thing too, going back to what you said earlier is be prepared to answer the common questions. So what are some other common questions that interviewees should be prepared to answer? Um, let's see, what are your strengths? Mm-hmm. Um, as a, and then what are your weaknesses? Mm-hmm. What are your short-term and long-term goals? Um, why are you interested in this position and role? Um, and let's say, is there anything else? Why are you interested in this position? Um, oh, what would your first 90 days look like if you were to get this job? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if you're going for some type of manager role, they're, they're going to ask something about, you know, tell me about um, a, su- a, a successful project you, you ran. Tell me how you deal with people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how do you handle conflict? Um, let's see. Yeah, those are those. Yeah. Those, those are some. <laughs> Those are all good. And um, I, I was definitely wanting to get to tell me about a time. And that goes back to mm-hmm. the the star as the situation, the task, the action and the result. So mm-hmm. before we talked, when we talked about the, the power of a winning resume, some, some, the title was something like that, but it was focused on resumes. We mentioned that you should have not only what your job was, but the results that you achieved mm-hmm. in the role. And that relates to what you were just saying um, to have the situation, the task, the action and the result, because Mm -hmm. likely you're going to be asked, tell me about a time when, and that's what we call behavioral interviewing. Yes. Basically they, the questions are designed to really assess, are you able to demonstrate the behaviors that they're looking for? So that's the reason why they say, tell me about a time, because if, if you are not specific about the situation, the task, the action, and the result, it's it's probably doesn't, it's not going to come through in the interview that you are experienced and what the interviewer is looking for. So that's the reason why, like you said, writing down projects that you led or situations that you mm-hmm. helped to solve, you want to be clear on that yeah. and having those in your back pocket when you're asked, tell me about a time when you Yes. Um, had a difficult situation with the client and how you overcame it. I just make making that up. Tell me about a time when you led a, a project and you came across a bump in the road. How did you overcome that bump mm-hmm. in the road? And uh, that's the reason why you want to have those very specific situations that you're able to speak to. And a lot of times, if you have that, the again, the situation, task, action, and result, you're going to be easy easily prepared to answer any question that comes your way. Tell me about a time when, (laughs) right. And if you're the right person for the job, you're going to be really able to easily 
uh, regurgitate uh, or answer that question. So that's super important. And again, all of that should also be reflected on your resume. What impact did you make in your role? And you should absolutely be prepared to share what impact you made in any role that you have. Don't just talk about what I, this was my job. Mm-hmm. What what accom- what accomplishments were did right. you have because you were there in that job? That's so so very important when you're preparing to answer any question in an interview. That's so true, Angela. I'll give you a, a real quick personal experience. This is an interview I bombed, and sometimes you learn the most when you bomb an interview, right? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was interviewing for um, a, a role, and the interview person asked me. He said, "What did you?" Um, do specifically you, Terry, what project that you, you know, think of create and actually implement um, in your role? That question stumped me. And I was like, I truly had to answer. I don't know. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I, I have done things, but that question just absolutely. um, It floored me. I, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't even answer it. And that's when I was like, that's when I went and got that um, advice from my leader because I'm like I'm like I actually bombed that interview. Mm-hmm. He asked me a question that I could not even answer because I couldn't think of well what project did I actually start because I always said well I helped with this and I did this and you know but what did I actually do that I took something from start to finish right you know and I could not answer that question mm-hmm. and it really actually bothered me number one um, bothered me to the point were actually changed the way that I work. So I started looking for opportunities, like what kind of project can I take from start to finish and lead and, you know, actually be the lead on and take, take control of. And so when I get that question again, I don't know how to answer it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, cause it, it really bothered me and I'm like, but it was a good point for me because it actually, it actually kind of catapulted me in my career to, to look, to do more. If that makes sense. Yeah. But that's all, but it, it yeah. So just make sure you're prepared with whatever those projects that you led and you have done them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you've worked long enough, you've led a project, you've done that, you've been in charge of something. Those are the things that you really need to, to bring out and, and, and talk about, you know, cause those, when you lead something, that's usually when you gain the most experience and you develop right. the most. So. Exactly. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, yeah, because it's. I think we've we've all been in those situations where we weren't prepared to answer a question. And sometimes when I'm asked a question, just thinking back, um, it's like I have to kind of gather my thoughts for a second. Like, wait, I wasn't prepared to answer that question. And I think it's okay to just say, oh, yeah, that's a great question. And just to pause for a second to get your thoughts. Don't feel like you just have to be like, blah, and then ramble your way through it because you're just not, you don't have your thoughts prepared. Uh, pausing, I think is okay. And again, like I said, we've all had those situations. So you learn from interviews and then you, you apply it at the next interview. Um, it, it just makes me think, don't beat yourself up if you feel like you didn't nail an interview or if you felt like you did well in an interview and you didn't hear back. Don't take it personally. Just, you know, maybe ask for feedback and then just keep going at it. Because I know that there are people out there that are interviewing or maybe you're waiting to hear back and it's just a little bit frustrating. So Mm -hmm. don't take it personal. Just learn from the situation and just put your best foot forward because we've all been there. I've been there. I've, you know, I've gotten rejected for jobs and I wonder like, why? I don't understand. Why didn't I get the job? Especially when you feel like you did well. 
I just try to think, you know, maybe that just wasn't for me. And sometimes there's been situations where after the fact, I'm like, whew, thank God I didn't get that job. You know, <laughs> I'm serious. E- even I know. As, as recently as like the last year or so, where it's just like, man, um, that's crazy. But uh, but anyway, I'm just speaking to that because I know there's people out there grinding, really interviewing, just trying to get, get that next job and uh, just keep at it. Because again, we've all been there. We've all been there. And it'll happen. I mean, yeah. it will happen. You know, I, I know people that, you know, are like, I've been trying to go for this job for the past, you know, two years. Don't get discouraged. Um, you know, everything happens in its season, it's time. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So like you said, just keep grinding. It'll happen. Right. So my last question is, because you said, make sure, this is one of the first things you said, don't come in to the interview and not have any questions because she said, I'm not going to take you seriously. Okay. And I've had people ask me, well, what should I ask? I don't even know what to ask. So what, how would you respond to that question? So number one, this is when you have to do your homework, you know, so learn about the company, right? Learn about the company and what, you know, what they, well, you should know what they do. And, um, you know, it could be simple as what does a typical day look like? Mm -hmm. Or it could be, Hey, you know, what is the biggest challenge that you've had in your department in this area? What, you know, what is that? Or it could be more broad. It's like, you know, I am, you know, what is the, um, uh, I don't I want to call it promotional track look like, or it's like, you know, what other opportunities are available in this company? You know, if you know, it's a global company is like, you know, what's the appetite for people going overseas to work? Yeah. It could be whatever. It could be broad. It could be to the department or it could be broad general about the company itself. Oh, here's a good one. Why do you like working here? Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. It's like, what, what draws you? I mean, what makes you want to come to work every day? Right. Cause you want to know about the, you know, that, that tells me you're interested in the culture that you're interested in, you know, what we do, it, you know, diversity and inclusion is so big right now. You can say, well, so what does the company do around diversity and inclusion? It could be mm-hmm. anything. Just don't, just don't say, nope, I don't have any questions. <laughs> just don't do that. I agree. You have, have <laughs> a few questions in your back pocket. And I always make a list of questions that, I that too. I want to ask. And sometimes those questions are answered throughout the interview. And that's why you want to have quite a few, I'd say like at least 10 that you're prepared to answer because maybe half of them they've answered when they've explained the job. (laughs) So you don't want to be like, oh, you already answered all my questions. I don't have any more. Have at least one Uh, because a lot of times there's not even a lot of time to ask, but have at least one, but prepare, be prepared to ask three at least. And I agree with you because, and I think of it like you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. So exactly. You want to make sure that it's a right fit for you before they come back to you and you say, yeah, I mean, to me, I would want to know about the, t- the culture of the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your leadership style? If you are mm-hmm. interviewing with your hiring manager, I would want to know that because it's like, maybe, maybe um, I just, yeah, I want to be thoughtful about if I want to work for you as a lead, exactly. if you're going to be my leader. I mean, you want to make sure it's a fit for you just as exactly. much as they want it to know if it's a fit for them, if you are fit for them. Um, so I always at least ask about the team. I ask about what are some, what are some positive things or what are some successes that you mm-hmm. uh, had that you uh, have celebrated? And then what are some, what are the top 
two or three things you would say um, are the top priorities for you uh, over yeah. the next six months to a year? Or what are some challenges you're looking to overcome? And I always ask questions having in mind how I can position myself to address some of those things. So if I ask maybe what are the top two or three skills most important to you for the person to have that fills this job? They say that, and that's an opportunity for you to say at the end, well, you mentioned these are the top two to three skills you're looking for. Well, based on my experience, I have this, I did this, I did that. Because you want to close really selling, selling them on why you should be the person they hire. So mm-hmm. ask a question intentionally to address it, to promote yourself. That's, exactly. that's, that's uh, something that I've done. Um, other questions I, I ask are, you know, can you describe the culture of this organization in three years, three words or, or of the team? Because does that align with what you're looking for uh, uh-huh. in a team? Um, again, I'm just thinking of stuff that I typically ask, but there's so many things that you want to that you should that you can ask because you want to know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I, it's, it's what you said, Angela, you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. So you want to know about the culture of that team. You don't want to get in there and be surprised. You know, I always, when I'm interviewing and I'm, when I start to say, okay, what questions do you have for us? And I said, you know, don't be afraid to ask anything. I'm like, I'll tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Cause I want you to have a full picture mm-hmm. of what you're getting into. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell that to the interview. I'm like, so ask me whatever. Right. right? right. So I expect you to ask me some questions. Right. Maybe even like, what's your least favorite thing about coming mm-hmm. to work every day? And I watch their body language when mm-hmm. I ask that question, because it's just like, hmm, it tells you a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so be strategic and uh, be prepared, as Terry said at the beginning, be prepared to answer those those typical questions. And Terry gave a lot of those typical questions that are asked, especially the tell me about a time when, tell me about yourself. Those are the two things I would say, if if you don't prepare for anything else, prepare very well to answer those two questions. And then make sure you ask questions, make sure you're dressed for the part, you're professional, you put your best foot forward, you're confident. If you got to do the superpower pose or visualize success, whatever it is you need to do to make sure that you are comfortable and that confidence comes across, you do that. But that's all I had. Did you have any other final tips or words of words of wisdom you'd like to share, Terry? The only thing I would say, if you don't remember anything, practice, practice, practice. <laughs> <laughs> prepare, prepare, prepare. <laughs> no. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was helpful to you. Um, Like I said, keep, keep trucking. You, You got this. You can do the interview. And if you need help, if you need help in any of these topics we've been talking about, feel free to reach out to dreamlivingcoach.com, set up an initial uh, consultation with me. I always offer an, a free consultations where we talk about your situations and how we might be able to work together. I've got quite a few clients that I'm working with now and um, always looking to help other people because that's what I'm passionate about. Thank you for being with me again, Terry. Like I said, thank you for listening. And until next time, bye. Bye.